So kind of just starting with what you have and really evolving that is what a really good rebrand could do. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo and Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and branding. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee. Or your mimosa. We don't judge. And settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 22, and today we are chatting about how to know when to rebrand your business. So this topic can seem kind of scary and kind of daunting because when you think of rebranding your business, you probably think, oh my gosh, I have to start from ground zero. And that just seems like way too much work because why should I rebrand if I have everything I need for my current brand? Um, But the answer lies in multiple different layers of your current brand, which is what we're going to go through here soon. But first, we just kind of want to clarify that rebranding isn't necessarily starting from ground zero. If you've already got a well-defined brand as far as you know, what your strategy is, what your mission is, your tone, your voice, stuff like that. Sometimes at the end of the day, a rebrand is really just a refresh in your logo or your colors or your typography or just kind of the aesthetic side of it. But it also could be a total shift in your brand strategy or your brand tone. So it can seem like it's starting from ground zero if you needed to do it from a strategic standpoint, but you already have bits and pieces of your brand there. And the reason that you might need to rebrand is because you're shifting all of that. So kind of just starting with what you have and really evolving that is what a really good rebrand could do if you needed to work on that strategy and mission and all of that, those bigger things more than just the aesthetic of your brand. So how do you tell if you need the whole dang thing or maybe just a color refresh. We're gonna take you through four reasons that may help you clarify if you need to rebrand or not. So let's get right into it. So reason number one is probably kind of a no-brainer, but basically, it, you're not feeling inspired. You're just feeling like your business is just kind of running. You're there, you're taking clients or you're getting customers, but you're not feeling inspired and you no longer feel this excitement, like this butterfly feeling that you had when you first started your business, your excitement to share your business and your brand with the world. Something just seems to be holding you back. And maybe it's lacking the confidence of what you have and what you offer because so much of what you do from a brand strategy standpoint comes through in like your mission and your vision. And that is kind of what gives you your confidence. Like, heck yeah, I need to share this with the world because this is what my vision is and I am changing lives, like literally. Yeah. Because when you write that stuff out, you get inspired to serve more people and to sell more products because your products are changing people's lives. And that is something that it sounds really like 
lofty, but it's not. Like, that's what we're all here doing. I mean, we all became entrepreneurs for that reason, to help people and to feel inspired to help more people. So it's kind of like that chant of your business, like the (laughs) chant that you want to like run through and just like continually say out loud and like get people excited about. Like if you were cheering for a team, it's just like Mm -hmm. that chant that you always use. So I feel like if you're missing that and you don't feel like you've got that hoorah in your business, then you're probably feeling uninspired and it might be a great time to look at that strategy or that brand tone or voice or maybe it's even just you're just afraid to like your mission and everything is super strong and it's there and you feel great about that but you're afraid to just show what your brand looks like from an aesthetic perspective because you're just embarrassed by it or you're like oh this is just falling flat it's not energetic like I am I just don't want to share it but I still love my business so that could be one of those things where it's like, oh, maybe Mm -hmm. I do need to rebrand so this reflects my personality and my mission and my vision a little bit better. Yeah. And you don't have to have the answers either. Like I think if you feel disconnected from your brand or from your business, you don't need to pinpoint what it is that makes you feel disconnected. Like you don't need to know the answers before you reach out to an expert. That's one of the things that we've learned in our business too is like whenever we've invested in a coach or invested in someone to help us, we don't know the answers. Like we're investing in them because we want them to help us with something that we just can't even ideate or come up with on our own. And that the same thing comes with branding. Like you don't need to know that your colors are wrong. You don't need to know that your mission isn't as strong as you think it can be. You don't need to know any of that information you just need to know that like you're struggling to like make that connection and feel inspired and you need someone else who's an expert to help you revive it absolutely so reason number two is that your products or services have changed so i think we all know from a small business perspective (laughs) that you you launch it and you're excited about what you have and you hit the ground running and then you start to evolve and you're like oh shoot, like do we actually want to provide this service? We're not totally sure yet. Or you are a year or two years in and you're like, actually, like the clients we've gotten from this just haven't really lit a fire under me. I'm not sure we want to keep working with this service or with those clients. So you're kind of just like in this phase of like, well, shoot, it's paying the bills and it, you know, <laughs> I would keep getting those clients, but it's not the thing that's really lighting that fire under me. So you therefore are no longer targeting the same audience that you once did. Um, and it's okay. Like, let that stuff go. Yeah, let <laughs> like, it go. Yeah. You are probably so the hard. only one that sees it or like dwells on it as mm-hmm. much as you do, and nobody else sees that. But it's okay to evolve your business as far as the services that you offer or the products that you offer. And it's okay to change those up if, if you're like, you, you know, you've got this product and you're like, dang, I love this product. And I thought it was going to sell so great because like it fits in my life so well, but it just wasn't a hot seller for you. It's okay to put that down and set it aside for a while and try something new. Um, there's no right or wrong answer yeah. in this. Sometimes clearing the clutter too, I'd say can help people focus on like what it is that you actually offer that you love um, or what you sell that you love. So don't be afraid to like clear it because if someone really remembered that you used to offer that, they're going to ask you anyways. They're just going to send you a message and they're going to say, hey, 
I feel like you used to do this. Do you still do this? And if you really wanted to take it on, sure you could. But chances are you resonate more with the right person if you really just start to focus on what you want to do because you're going to be more passionate and more like authoritative on that topic and you can really just focus on doing what you love because that's at the end of the day that's why we all got into this business in the first place is to love what we do so don't get like bogged down in the nitty-gritty of it just give yourself permission to like let go of those offerings and then take a look at your audience like Is it the same person and does your branding even make sense? Right. Absolutely. I would say like one of the things that we do that we don't like say that we do, but we kind of do on the side for some clients is apparel designs. So it's, it's actually one of like the ways that I kind of got into freelance was Mm -hmm. working with um, a few apparel companies and I absolutely, I can sit down and design apparel for it's hours and days and I just love it and I probably come up with way too many options but it's not it's like we don't say that we're the experts in apparel because we are not but it's just one of those things that we know we can do and I have a really fun time doing it but it's not a service that we're like blasting out there because that's not what we want to focus on but if we have a client that comes to us and they're like hey we want this it's like not on your services but can you do it I immediately look to Abby and I'm like, heck yes, I can do it if we have the capacity and if it makes sense at the time. But so it's one of those things too, if you have one of those products or services that you still have a lot of passion for, but it's not the thing that is driving a lot of sales or the thing that you necessarily should be promoting, you can still do it. It's just not the thing that you should be really focusing on for your brand or your product or services. For sure. So let's jump to the next reason. So reason number three, if you're feeling like maybe you need a rebrand or you have no freaking idea, your brand has become confusing or overcomplicated. So this kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about before. If you have too many categories of things, too many offerings, you say yes to everything that comes in the door, chances are if you're feeling confused about everything that you're offering and it's feeling complicated in your world, it's likely also complicated for your audience. Because the clearer you can make things, the more confident your audience will feel to say, yes, I need that offering or yes, I need that product. So that's one of the things that um, you'll need to think about when it comes to your brand. And again, you don't need to know the answers. You don't need to know is my brand overcomplicated. You likely feel it. Like you likely know just by us saying this, just by saying, is your brand confusing or complicated? You're probably thinking, hmm. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> which is it's okay like sometimes that just that just happens and you don't need to know the answer yeah I when Abby and I first started duo I think um, one of the clients we first took on because we were kind of just like we're gonna start this thing we have to say yes to everything <laughs> and I feel like everybody is kind of in that phase in their first year of business they're like we can't say no to anything because we don't have these big corporate cushy jobs anymore we need to pay the bill still so we're gonna say yes to everything and then Abby and I did that for a couple times and we finally sat down and we were like we are not the experts in x y and z and we just did that for a few clients and and those projects turned out great but we just weren't the experts in everything that we did for them so we took a step back and we were like we really need to define these services that we're offering because not only does it make it clearer for you for who to target and who to go after but it also makes it like abby said clearer for them to come to you and be like oh they do these X amount of things. And so they are the experts in those. So you become that expert. And then that's the thing that you promote, that you teach your audience, that you put out there into the world. And it just, it's, 
so it's so clear to you too and it's just it makes your life easier because mm-hmm. you're not dipping your toes in quite literally everything for sure and on the other side of things maybe you've been not even from just the services or understanding your mission and vision and all of that that comes to your branding and your strategy when it comes to the visual side of things, if you've been DIYing your brand for a few years, you likely have bundles of templates that you bought. And I believe it was episode 18, we talked all about social media templates. So yes. if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it. But if you have all of these bundles of templates that you've bought in across Creative Market and across Etsy and across any, any of the websites or uh, membership hubs that you're a part of, wherever you are, you likely have all of these different pieces and they might not all flow together. Like you feel like you're just lacking that consistency. Are you using different fonts every time you post something? Are your colors slightly changing every time you post something? If there's something that doesn't, if you don't feel like you're pulling from a concrete brand board that has your colors, your fonts, your approved logos, like if you're not pulling from one space in Google Drive or whatever that is that you have that lets you know what you should be doing, you'll likely feel this confusion or over like complicatedness just from a visual aspect, even if you feel really strong about your strategy and who you're connecting with. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't, and I think that consistency is key, especially for our audience when they're coming to us because they might land to, they might land on our Instagram page, but then they want to learn more. So they bump out to our website. They expect our website to look just like our Instagram page, because if it doesn't and they land on our site, they A, may think that they landed on a totally different site if it doesn't match, or B, they might just be completely thrown off just immediately because they're like, what's going on here? These girls aren't consistent. That's what I'm looking for in somebody that's the expert in these services that I intend to use them for. So just having that consistency is just really nice, not just from a visual perspective, but also from you know a tone perspective or a strategy perspective. You want everything to uh, fit together like a puzzle, whatever piece that is. Yeah. And even from like, say someone enters your world from a free resource, like if that free resource looks incredibly different than what your email funnel looks like following and then what your website looks like when you click through, they're going to feel like they're interacting with three different people. Like the beauty of those processes of capturing someone through all of these different lead opportunities, whether it's email, Pinterest, uh, TikTok, Instagram, the goal is to create a relationship with them. And you can't create a relationship if you're not creating that consistency in everything from the look and feel to voice and tone. Yes. And then the last reason, reason number four, you're afraid that you're getting lost in the sea of your competitors. So this is something that even if you just look down, look at your competitors on Instagram, let's say, go to their feed and just kind of see how how it looks aesthetically, how they're talking to their audience, what their content is, how they're engaging. And if you feel like yours kind of looks like that and feels like that, then there's nothing really unique about you that stands out against them. So you kind of just feel like you're all in this sea together. And if somebody were to see all of you guys at once, why would they pick you? Why should they pick you? So really just trying to um, stand out, make that stance um, look a little different. And whether that difference is from a visual perspective or even just a voice or approach a, a perspective, it can go either way. Let's say you don't, let's say you love the way your brand looks aesthetically. That's totally fine. But take notes on what your competitors are doing and how they're talking to their audience and how they're engaging with them and make sure that 
the way that you're doing it. Obviously, we always, number one, want to be authentic, but to um, try to jazz it up a little bit or try to change it a little bit or make it unique so that if somebody lands on them and then they find out that you do something similar and they land on you, what is it about you that makes you just a little bit better than your competitors? Because if you can provide that for your audience, they're like more likely going to pick you like 10 times over they're going to pick you. So really just finding that uniqueness and that voice in you that really pushes your brand forward. Um, And if you feel like that's getting lost, then it's most likely time for some sort of a shift in your brand. Yeah. And sometimes that stuff comes through too. Like we'll do an initial questionnaire to like ask, you know, who you are, what's unique about you? What are, um, what's your like passion? Who's your ideal audience? Like asking all of these questions to help understand you and then bring that to life and everything else. So again, this is another situation where you don't need to know the answers. You don't need to know what's unique about you that you can let shine. Sometimes your brand story does that for you because you have some experts in your back pocket that can help you pull Mm, it out. Absolutely. And those questionnaires, um, if you regularly send those out, that you can even ask uh, past clients. Send out questionnaires Mm -hmm. to past clients and ask, like, why did you choose me or what made me unique? And get it in their words. Because sometimes at the end of the day, you think you know why people chose you or you think you know what makes you unique. But hearing it from your client specifically it could be a totally different reason. And then you can actually use their words in, you know, testimonials or just going forward when you're talking to your audience, you can talk like that and point out those things that make you unique if you're struggling to find out what that is. And think for a second too, like on the flip side, think for a second, who's your favorite person that you follow on Instagram, for example, like likely two to three people pop up in your brain. Just look at it from like a marketer's perspective. Why do you connect with them? What is it that you connect with them on? Do you connect with them from a personal standpoint? They've been through something in their life that you're going through or been through. Do you look at them like from a visual standpoint because they're always doing something crazy cool and fun and like that's what you love about them? Is it um, just like I don't just like that they're funny or like inspirational or like they make you feel good. Like what, who are those people that you follow that you love and take note of what it is and then think about your business in that aspect. Like what is it that you can bring to your audience? And just like Court said, if you don't know, you can ask them what makes me unique, like to someone who's actually worked with you, not just someone who's followed you, but someone who's worked with you. Like what makes you unique? And why did they love that experience with you? Because that can kind of pull out some little golden nuggets that you can use. Yeah, definitely. So if at all during this episode, you were nodding your head and thinking, shit, that sounds like me. (laughs) Don't freak out. And just don't think you need to go and like DIY a new logo or make a new website or totally change up your strategy and mission and vision and think that it all needs to happen overnight. That is, we would never recommend that. Um, this, you know, building a brand is a huge thing. It takes a long time. And sometimes it takes you two to three years to figure out who the hell you actually are. Um, and that's okay. So what we do say, though, is take a few minutes to sit down and make a list of why you think you might need a rebrand if you feel like you kind of fall into this bucket and what that looks like for you. So we listed off a few things, you know, send out questionnaires, do a little bit of research, um, you know, sit with your brand and just write down what isn't what just isn't getting you excited anymore, what your your problems might be, how you can maybe fix those or answer those or who you could work with. Like Abby said, you don't always have to 
figure this out for yourself. That's why there's experts out there. But then make that list and figure out what you need to do for those next steps and what that looks like. Whether that's just an updated logo, let's say you're like, oh my gosh, my logo is so dated and I hate my colors, then that's an easy aesthetic fix. But if you're looking at it from an entire brand perspective, what is it that might need to be rebranded? Is it that mission? Is it that long-term vision that you have? Or is it the voice and the tone that you're using while you're speaking to your audience? Really kind of just dive into those nuggets and feel, get a feel for what makes you still excited about your brand or what might be falling a little flat with your brand. And then just kind of take those notes and figure out what you need to do from a rebrand perspective. And if you're completely lost and you have no idea and you want to talk to somebody like Abby and I, we, um, we're always here to help and we have a brand audit where we can jump on a call for an hour and just kind of like help you talk through these things too. So we can definitely put that in the show notes, but rebranding is, it's a big deal. And actually Abby and I have kind of like started to talk about it, but it's, that's the designer in me where I'm just like, I want new stuff. (laughs) Um, So I need to sit down and make a list too of like why and what I want to achieve. But um, it's a big step and it can be scary because sometimes you start out with this this brand and you're super excited about it and you're like, this is my baby. How do I, I don't want to change my baby. But sometimes, you know, it's the thing that you need to kind of just like take your brand to that next level, take your products to the next level, take your business to that next level. So rebranding is not a bad thing. It is, it's a good thing to consider if you were feeling any of these throughout this episode. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.